Yes, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My voice was so sad. Yes. Willkommen. Willkommen to the Lord Petty Podcast. Should I just appropriate my own culture? Willkommen. Thank you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, this is the only podcast in the world, the only pod, where we love everybody, we make fun of everything, and we come here just to have a, a jolly old time and to lift everybody's voices because, holy shit, did I hit play? I've done that before, dude. I've done that before where I forget to uh, hit record on the camera and then I have a really good pod and I'm done with it and then I got no foot and I got to just release the audio to all the peasants. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I actually never... I've talked about this. I'm pretty sure I talk about this every episode, how I don't watch video episodes, but I like video clips. So the video clips are good, dude. But thank you. Thank you for coming back if you've been... Um, if you're at it from the back or from the front if you don't understand that reference, it's from uh, my friend BFG, who is, was something, a rapper, honestly, one of my favorite rappers in the world, one of the most talented people I think ever in the world. There's actually a really old episode with him uh, where I interview him twice, dude. That's my dog. But we kind of fell apart like a, a non-mutual thing where I think he, because he's basically a black guy, right? Like he's a black man stuck in a white dude's body. And then like when all the BLM riots were happening, I started making fun of Black Lives Matter pretty heavy. And so I think he kind of got like, if I had to guess, but let's be honest, I'm always right about these things. And um, I'm way too intuitive to dude, it sucks. And I think it's because I'm such a fucked up person where I can put, I can, it's like, being an empath by being a psychopath. It's like, I can imagine whenever somebody does something shitty, I can imagine, okay, what would I do if I were to do something shitty? But that's why I avoid doing shitty things because then I know those things are shitty, but then that puts me in weird positions because then when somebody does something shitty to me, I'm like, okay, how did you not know that was shitty? Then I'll get all mad and upset about nothing because they're just, you know, whatever. Um, I guess I'm sensitive. But yeah, BFG and I, I haven't talked and uh my ex-girlfriend, she was uh, she was always really good about like maintaining relationships with people, like PR type person, you know? And she's like, oh, you should just reach out to him one day. And I was like, you're right. I should just reach out to him one day. And I tried. I tried and uh, I could just tell there was no love. But it's all love from me. So BFG, if you ever get this message, I love you, bro. I love you, bro. Um, I'm not actually a raging racist. I'm just doing the shit for the laughs, dude. And come on, it was funny to joke about having to board up buildings because, you know... It wasn't funny that uh, somebody got shot by the Poe, but you know, it was funny that we're protesting violence with violence. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. Weird world. Weird, weird world, strange shit going on, but uh, <laughs> we're just going to keep pushing forward anyways. What do we want to talk about today? What do we want to talk about? I think I'm just going to stay on that subject because it just brought up a thought in my mind to where... Um, I mean, that's a perfect example. I never know. It's it's hard to know if it's worth speaking the truth all the time or not. And I think you should always speak the truth, obviously. Sometimes you have to tell little white lies to like protect information that could hurt somebody that doesn't need to be hurt or something. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about just always being blunt, honest. Um, 
I haven't dialed that one quite in because it's like I said, I mean, when I was being honest about, okay, I think these BLM riots are fucking ridiculous. I lost so many friends and so many people that, but it's never like, I don't have beef with anybody. I literally, I can't think of a single person that I have any negative feelings towards. And it's weird because like I said, I'm very intuitive and I'm very perceptive and I'm very in tune. I sound like some hippie chick, uh, but I can just tell when it's just not because I've been, I've been popular my whole life. Like I've been beloved my whole life. And so I know the energy when I walk in a room, but then as of late, you know, like you'll, you'll walk in a room and it's just, and you just, or you just feel things different. And there's a couple different places that that comes from one, because just, I've said, I've said, things that have upset people, um, you know, certain things, like there's always going to be a victim of every joke, you know what I mean? And so I've said things that have offended people because a sense of humor isn't like a paramount thing to everybody. You know what I mean? For some people like aesthetically art, like having their home, like they need to have like art and shit in their home to like feel well. Like I don't care about that. Like I, I, I don't care about any, anything like, like I'm visually with women, sure, but I'm not visual with, I'm not like visually creative or my mood isn't too dependent on my surrounding. It is to a certain extent naturally, you know, but I got to remember sometimes to a lot of people, they don't, um, they don't prioritize. It's not a huge, they don't focus on having a sense of humor. Like laughing to them isn't what it is to me. So for me, and it's like anything you do, like if you start drinking, you're going to have a higher tolerance the more you drink, right? So when you dabble around in, you know, funniness, because I, I like, it's literally just like having just a good belly laugh and laughing at something is the best feeling in the world. So when you chase that, you get desensitized to shit and then you reach, you know, you, <laughs> you got keep getting either more and more fucked up or more and more outrageous or whatever it is. You know, it's like when I hang out with just a bunch of dudes, you know, a couple like nine to five guys, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and then we're like dying, laughing, reciting Anchorman or something like that. I mean, Anchorman was probably a bad reference or whatever the newest movie is, you know, whatever, like the normie movies. I'm just sitting there like, uh, but it'd be no different if I'm hanging out with a bunch of booze bags and they're looking at me like shit faced off three white claws, you know? And so with a lot of the jokes that I've made, cause they've always kind of like rooted in truth, like uncomfortable truth. And I'm actually writing a new book right now. I'm actually writing a new book right now and I'm not going to give away the title because I don't want anybody to steal it. But the premise of the book is pretty much, um, just dealing with uncomfortable truths and about how they usually are true. And, um, which is just completely like my new love is writing, by the way. I enjoy being a writer way more than being a comedian because the comedy world is just way too fucking dark for me. But like I said, it's like this constant struggle, this constant back and forth that I struggle with about always telling the truth because is it sometimes better to just be quiet and keep the shit to yourself and then maintain your relationships? Because like I said, I've gotten really weird energy from people, you know, BFG being one of them, uh, people that I just absolutely love, have nothing but admiration, love, respect for, but I can tell they hate me because of something that I've joked about. And I obviously wouldn't be joking about these things if it wasn't somewhat rooted in truth and I didn't actually feel that way. You know, that's why you always got to, if somebody's cracking on you, you always got to look at what people are saying to you. Like, I don't get offended by anything that somebody says subject matter to me. I just kind of always look at where it's coming from, you know? And um, so I'll either get this weird energy from people that have heard me say something that are upset about what I said 
or there's just people where they come from just straight up envious places because I've said enough things to where I have a certain level of notoriety to where then they look at me like funny because at the end of the day, um, it's just natural like, I don't want to say envy, you know what I mean? Because that makes me sound like I'm talking about myself in a certain way. But, uh, you know, I, I felt the feeling like, and I have to fight that feeling whenever, but it's something I like actively train these things, you know? I consume, I read at least an hour a day of like something human nature related, whether it's like a Robert Greene or like a something like about breaking out of the matrix or something like that, because I want to be completely unplugged from the world as we know it. I don't, I see the world as like, especially the United States, it, it's not, it just doesn't work. It, we can't keep living in a system where everybody's just talking about bullshit to preserve people's feelings. But then there also comes to the point where it's like, okay, well, you know, Bobby Sauce, Bobby Sausalito put me onto this. And uh, if you go and listen to the base talk episode that I did with it, that was, it was just such a, like, he's such a mentor to me. You know what I mean? And um, he said, it's better God, I forget how he put it, but he's like, he would rather have a smaller megaphone within the village than be out, than be kicked out the village. And I was like, okay, well, you got a point, you know, you just got to like gradually make that megaphone bigger, like gradually raise your voice. So if you just come out the gate right off the bat, just pissing everybody off, um, you know, that goes against all like all laws of seduction or whatever. And everything you're doing with anybody is always like some sort of aspect of seducing them, you know, whether you're trying to eat their asshole or just, get a point across to them. You're always kind of seducing people, you know? That's whatever a sales transaction is, whatever any sort of business transaction. Right now, I'm trying to seduce you into listening to my ideas by my my voice cadence, by my actual subject matter, by how I'm dressed in this awesome shirt, which reflects all my values. And, um, and I'm hoping you will want to be here with me and you will be attracted to, maybe not in a sexual, maybe in a sexual way. If you're jerking off to this, props, dude. Um, cause I could never jerk off to this cause, uh, my porn tolerance is way too high. I'm actually, uh, cut out a lot of porn. Like I was on a podcast recently called the lonely man's podcast with some, some homies. And, uh, one of the comedians, his name is Jesse Burlingame. Real funny guy has the most fucked up mullet you'll ever see in your life, but it looks sick. Um, and he was talking about like porn addiction and kind of breaking it down. I was like, holy shit, I might have a porn addiction. Not like a weird where I can't go anywhere without, you know, like, I gotta watch porn. But I've straight up, you know, like I thought about, I was like, damn, I've straight up like had the urge where I've just been like watching TV and I'll see some chick with like nice titties and I go, I need to go watch some porn. And so I haven't watched porn in like two weeks. Um, and I think I'm going to keep it that way, dude. It's very, um, it's very, it's just weird how you can just train your mind when you get in the zone of things, you know, and you start looking at things differently. Um, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of work that goes into it, bro. It's a lot of work that goes into training your mind and breaking out of the fucking matrix and just unplugging from what we think is normal, just being a bum and like wanting to just work this nine to five your whole life and like, uh, like getting sick and then taking medication. It's just, it's just crazy. Like everything we've been taught, you know, nobody wants to come out and say like, Oh no, being fat is fucking unhealthy. But then, you know, because then they can sell medications. It's crazy. Like, I just want to preserve everybody's feelings. Like, I heard something today that, uh, so if you're, if you're running ads on Facebook, like if you're selling diet pills or something like that, or, or I heard something about uh, debt consolidation, 
to where you can't you can't run debt consolidation ads because it'll make people feel bad about themselves that they're in debt. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing here, dude? Or same thing with like fitness ads. Like, you can't make people feel bad about uh, their body in fitness ads. <clears throat> it's just crazy, dude. So I think there's just a level of, yeah, we should always... I look at it like this. We should never not tell the truth, but you don't need to always give your opinion even when it is the truth. If that's kind of like the balance that I'm trying to reach. You know, where before I just be like, nah, fuck it. And I just threw it out to anyone and everywhere. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. But I've seen the bridges that it's burnt. And um, a lot of those things... To be honest, I mean, I don't really care too much about a lot of the relationships. Like, well, I, I do care, but it, it's none. If somebody's going to get offended by some shit like that, I know like you're, you're, you're too weak to hang. Like you can't come on this journey with me because you're just not, you will die on the Oregon trail. You'll get fucking malaria while I'm up there trying to like pull the goddamn wagon. So I can't have you doing that in my life. I can't have you sandbagging my life, like being emotional and being fucking weak. I can't have it. But at the same time, I don't want you to hate me and I want to care about you. You know what I'm saying? With your bitch ass. Speaking of bitch ass, you know who the biggest bitch ass is who I'm getting sick of is MGK. Is there, is there, he's such a fucking beta male, dude. And I hate that term. And people are like, oh, alpha male, beta male. But it is a real thing. And if you don't think it is, you definitely know what you are. And it doesn't matter if you're like, if some dude's benching 400 pounds, but they're just like completely insecure. Like you're not of this big alpha male just because you can bench 400 pounds, dude. You're just a fucking pussy with a lot of muscle built around your core because you're sensitive. Um, but MGK is just something else, dude. Like his music is just fucking corny. He's talking about all the pain he's in, like cutting himself. He's going to kill himself because of... I tell you right now, bro, I will bet you a large amount of money that I don't have that Megan Fox is going to leave his ass. And then he's going to make some super depressing teeny bopper album where he's talking more about kissing under the bleachers. And then fucking Pete Davidson's probably going to swoop in and bang Megan Fox. Cause that guy fucks everything that anybody's ever going to ever wanted to fuck. I think his next goal is going to be AOC. Cause where does Pete Davidson go after that? You know, you did Ariana Grande, you did the little, you know, young pop star and then he jumped to the fucking hoe of all hoes of like the queen goddess of hodum so now it's like what realm can you possibly jump to these dated models these dated actresses i think the only place he can go is he needs to fuck aoc and he's to go get some big booty latina dude um yeah dude i'm hoping uh with with this shirt that i'm wearing i can you know because usually i'm all about like the far right latinas but I'm hoping with this one, I can just reel in some really dumb ones. <laughs> I'm kidding, dude. I can never do that. Uh, and this bug, dude. I'm going to be editing this footage later. Uh, what do we want to talk about? It's only 15 minutes. All right. You know what drives me nuts? I hate it when people hit me up. Or no, I hate it when I hit somebody up and they go, oh, haven't heard from you in a while. And they start giving me shit about the duration. And this happens across every fucking spectrum in my life. There's like this common thing that I've noticed it happens with my friends. It happens with my family. It happens everywhere. People will go, oh, haven't heard from you for a while. Oh, you don't be a ghost. That goes two ways, motherfucker. The phone works two ways. And why is it I'm always the one? I'm always the one reaching out to everybody, checking in with people. Because I've, I've moved so much in my life. I've had so many like different pockets of different things that I've done in like different groups of people. And I'm 
always the one to reach out. Always. Let's see who checks in. My buddy Dallas checks in. Um, that's it. That's the only person I can think of that actually like, hey, bro, how you doing? Without asking me for something. That's the only person. Everybody else, I try to check in with people and they go, oh, too big for your britches. No, oh, bro, it goes two ways. Y'all can check in with me sometime. It's like my, but I, this must be a character flaw of mine. Sorry, I'm not trying to treat this podcast, treat this podcast as my journal. Um, but, which is weird to think about. I'm going to have grandkids someday and they can just go back and be like, grandpa, what is eating far right Latina's ass? Um, the fuck was I talking about? Checking in. Um, God, reel it back in, Rod. Reel it back in. Now I'm thinking about eating far right Latina ass. Checking in with people. Dallas is the only one. Oh, yeah. So both my parents, right? Both my parents did this thing within like a week span, and I know they weren't in cahoots at all. But my mom texts me like, oh, not to bother you, but blah, 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 blah. I'm like, mom, you're not bothering me. And then like the next day I said, hey, do you want to go hiking? And so I took my mom and I took my mom, my aunt. We went like go hike the green belt. And then, uh, you know, same thing. She's all like, oh, well, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to bother you. And my grandma would do that too. She'd be like, oh, well, I don't want to bother you. You know, just don't want to catch you at a bad time. And I'm talking to my dad. And then my, my dad had to call me. He's like, hey, man, sorry to bother you. I'm like, why does everybody think they're fucking bothering me? You're not bothering me. It makes me feel good when somebody finally checks in on me because I'm always checking in on everybody else. You can check in on me, dude. Just because I'm a fucking feminist doesn't mean I'm going to be a big bitch. All right? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to start this rumor right now. I'm trying to see how far the misinformation can stretch. I'm trying to start a rumor that Osama bin Laden started climate change. Um, I don't know why I was just sitting there one night and I thought that was the most hilarious statement in the world. So spread that rumor. Say that Osama bin Laden started climate change to try to bring down the U.S. And I still don't know how I feel about climate change. I mean, obviously, the humans are leaving an impact on the earth, obviously. And all the scientists are saying they are. But also, what caused the previous ice age, you know? And what cleared it up? When there was an ice age before, were there a bunch of F-150s driving around that warmed up the earth to melt all the ice again? So what's the difference? I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of shit going on now, which it can't be good, you know, when they're dumping sludge into the ocean and when they're releasing all this shit into the atmosphere. But somebody, uh, somebody very, way smarter than me was telling me about like chemtrails and shit like that. That was really interesting. And I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna try to to re rehab. I ain't even finna try to rehab that, bro. Um, R.I.P. to P.M.B. Rock, dude. This is really fucked up. There's a rapper named PNB Rock. He uh, he got shot yesterday. He got shot yesterday. He was eating at Roscoe's. I don't know which Roscoe's he was at. I think there's one in like Watts or something. I might be wrong about that. There was one that I used to go to in Hollywood all the time. Like whatever. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Chicken and waffles was the shit. But um, saw Wiz Khalifa tonguing down Amber Heard in that parking lot one morning. Um, before it was public, it was, yeah, it was weird. Like everybody knew who Amber Heard, not Amber Heard, Amber Rose. 
Amber Rose because she was banging Kanye and then that whole my dark twisted fantasy was about her. So everybody knew who she was. And then one morning, uh, 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 the, uh, what's it called? Roscoe's on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, Wiz was just standing next to like a yellow charger or something like that. And uh, tonguing down Amber Rose with her bald head in the parking lot in front of Roscoe's. But so PB, P&B rock, right? He was eating Roscoe's with his girlfriend. And this is one of those unplugging from the matrix moments. So he was eating waffles with this girl and then his girl posted their location on uh, Instagram. You know, you can take an Instagram story and then you post the location to like Roscoe's chicken and waffle house. Right. And so he got ran up on by some like gangbangers, some, some hoodlums or whatever. And they shot him and they took his chain. And now, so all the internet is coming after his girlfriend now. Which, I mean, if she's involved with that life, if she knows the politics, yeah, sure, she should have known better. But also, what planet are we living on where this young man can't go eat some chicken and waffles with his girlfriend without having to worry about getting murdered? Fucking Leonardo DiCaprio can go walk into, uh, can walk into Roscoe's. So why can't this young black man go walk into Roscoe's? And we want to talk about it's her fault. No, it's not her fault. There's a big, big, big systemic issue here. And the, the fact that people want to avoid what the fucking problem is, is just so mind blowing to me. And it's, it's again, people want to shelter people's feelings by not speaking the truth by, and by sheltering people's feelings is just detrimental towards humanity. More innocent people are going to get hurt. I'm just going to say, dude, there's a big fucking problem in like hip hop and hood culture, dude. Like I find that, it's so sad. It's so sad to me that this guy that worked so hard to get out of those circumstances, he can't go eat waffles with his fucking girlfriend. And now this chick's got to be looking over her shoulder all the time, you know, because some, some moron's going to blame her for killing her boyfriend by posting a picture of the waffle she was eating. Instead of being like, hey, instead of perpetuating a culture that encourages to snatch chains and murder people, to shoot first and ask later and fuck the police, we're going to get mad at the girl for posting the waffles. Well, that was a funny segment. Is this podcast even a comedy podcast anymore? I can't tell. I cannot wait to get out of this fucking apartment, dude. I feel so limited by what I can do with my voice. I just want to be like yelling and so I don't know. I'm sorry. I got to like whisper in this cl- fucking closet of an apartment here, even though this apartment's pretty fucking nice, but um, yeah, I'm done living in an apartment. I want to be able to like wash a truck outside. Where are we at? I think that's it, dude. Um, I forgot to promote my book, but uh, dude, it's crazy. It's it's more people have bought my book than listen to this fucking podcast, and that's pretty wild to me that it's easier to sell books than it is to get people to watch and listen to podcasts. Um, so thank you guys for doing that. Uh, please keep buying it, and it's hard to get people to leave reviews though, and I know why because you know it takes you like a week or two to read a book, and that's pretty fast, I think, for the average person. Even though my book probably isn't like complicated reading. But uh, please go leave a review on uh, the book. If you've read it, please leave a review on the podcast. If you don't know, you can actually leave a rating in Spotify now. So we're getting a lot of Spotify listens. So um, hit the fast on to Spotify and uh, appreciate y'all motherfuckers. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you later. Chanel.
nails, she doing it. Her hair and her nails, she doing it. She get what she want, cause she doing it. She always on point, she doing it. On car on hell, she doing it. Her credit, alright, she doing it. She can fuck all night, she doing it. She earned her stripes, she doing it. Yeah, fuck me like you supposed to. I'ma go for something better. She just wanna eat it off the bone, and I'ma let her. She want me to whip it out so she can bend it over. She want me to fuck her like her owner and a choker. Shaking that ass, I like how she doing it. Yeah, she getting it, I like how she moves. She do what she wants, she breaking the rules. And then the pussy stay wet as a pool. Yeah, her bag Chanel, she rockin' for league. Her hair, her nails is always on feet. Shout at the type to fuck you to sleep and clean up the house and cook something to eat. I call her Yvette, I'm coming like Jody. She pop pills, but she don't like smoking. Taking pictures with her ass out posing. Shake it, put that ass in motion. She do it, she do it good. She smart, but she from the hood. She get money, that's understood. Like a nigga that lay the wood. She pick it up, I'm loving this moment, don't ruin it